Things look a little different this morning, right? I'm, uh, I'm standing up higher so that I can survey the whole flock. Make eye contact with those of you that sit in the back and try to hide behind the heads of the tall people in front of you. You had to figure out where to sit this morning, right? Every once in a while, every once in a while, you have to shuffle the cards. Get the jokers out of the way. Thank you for everybody who worked hard this week uh, to move everything, to get everything this way. Thank you for those of you who worked hard uh, so that we could have such a great time in worship already this morning. Uh, really excited, really excited. I was here early this morning. Some of the people who were here early this morning, the worship team, saw me pacing in that big wide open area in the back pacing back and forth. I just wanted, send me in the game, coach. Send me in the game. I'm ready. I am finishing this morning this first short series of messages uh, that I've called, This Is Us. Who are we? This is us. And I started two weeks ago to an empty room, almost an empty room. Most of you, I hope, are watching online and you didn't miss the first part of this three-part series because... Uh, that would mean I would have to give you back a third of what you paid me this month. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we talked about the church. What is the church? And more importantly, how can I know if I'm part of the church? Did you notice how often... The songs that we've just finished singing this morning talked about the chains being broken. Did you break your own chains? No. Neither did I. I was, I was lost. I didn't find myself. I did not save myself. I was rescued. We asked the question two weeks ago, and I appreciate that a number of you made a point to make sure that you heard my, that make sure that I heard your answer to the question, are you in? Quite a few of you communicated to me, whether uh, in person or uh, with a comment on the Facebook page or in some other way, you, you made sure that I knew that you heard my question because you answered, yes, I'm in. And I hope that uh, if you're hearing that question again right now this morning, you are also answering again. Yes, I'm in. 1 John 5.13. John writes, it's beautiful, this beautiful moving statement. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. You may know. You don't have to go to bed at night wondering, thinking back through your day and, and asking yourself the question, did I blow it today? 
Because often the answer will be, oh, yeah, I blew it today. It doesn't matter that I was unfaithful today because God is faithful. And so I can remind myself because of, because of the promise in the scripture that if I have believed in the name of the Son of God, I can know that I have eternal life. Amen. Last week, we talked about what it means to be a Baptist church. And uh, we asked the question, is, is, it, is it still important? Does it matter? Does it matter what I believe? Does it matter? And I hope that you agree with me that the answer is yes, it does matter what you believe. This morning I want to finish this three-part series of messages, and I want to talk about harmony. Nancy already gave it away this morning. She already told you what I was going to be talking about this morning. Thank you, Nancy. Good job, by the way, Nancy. Good job. And thank you for the way that you represent Jesus Christ and the way that you show us how to represent Jesus Christ. Thank you for your leadership. It was hard for Nancy to stand up in front of us this morning. She needed, she needed some support. This is us. We are Harmony Baptist Church. Now, you've been part of Harmony Baptist Church for a minute. You know that not everything about Harmony Baptist Church is something we want to put on our Christmas card. <laughs> Take a lot of pictures over the course of a year. Some of them don't make the cut. Thank God for digital pictures. You can easily, you don't have to wait for them to come back from the photo processing plant to figure out which pictures are good enough or not. Not everything about Harmony Baptist Church, who we've been, where we've come from, what we've done, what has happened under the name of Harmony Baptist Church, we're not proud of all of it, okay? Okay. This series of messages is not called, This is Who We Used to Be. Amen. We all know, if you look back far enough into our history, if you go rummaging through the closet of dark secrets, there's not a single one of us who can say, I'm proud of everything I've ever thought, said, or done. but I brought it under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I've dragged that to the foot of the cross. I've set it there. It's forgiven. And I don't have to wear that chain anymore. I don't have to be like Jacob Marley, dragging around the chains of my misdeeds and my selfish acts for eternity. Jesus Christ has broken those chains. So how does that, uh, how, where does that leave us? Who are we then now? If this is us, who are we? Harmony Baptist Church is a local assembly of believers. If 
you're following in your bulletin, here's, here's where you can start filling in the blanks. If you're a blank filler inner. And if you're not, just put it away. It's okay. Nobody's taking notes to see who's filling in blanks and who isn't. We're a local assembly of believers. That means we have a physical presence. We're here on Route 211 in the town of Wallkill between the city of Middletown and the village of Montgomery. Here we are out here in what was one time cow pastures. And what is, at the right time of year, still reminiscent. (laughs) I grew up in dairy country. That's the sound of money. That's the smell. That's the smell. That's the smell. Not the sound. That's the smell of money. Depending on when you first encounter it, it also is the sound. But mostly it's the smell. Now, we're connected to the entire body of Christ everywhere on earth. We've got brothers and sisters on the planet bowing the knee to Jesus Christ today, singing some of the same songs we're singing, maybe in different languages, maybe with different instrumentation, but we're part of a global um, endeavor. There are branches of the body of Christ in every place. And that's cool, but we're we are the body of Christ that others see. This is us. You and I, we see each other, we talk to each other, we serve God together, we worship together. We know each other. We have this local assembly in common. And so for us, mostly, when we think about church, we think about these people in this room right now. And you're part of it. I've often said, and even more often than I've said it, I've thought it, that when I go to church on Sunday morning, I'm going to a family reunion. We are a local assembly of believers and we are united, united around a church covenant. Now, at Harmony Baptist Church, we don't use the word church covenant. If you look into our documents, what we have is a church member's statement of purpose and desire. A church member's statement of purpose and desire. And and, and that is our covenant. This is what you and I have said. We believe that together... We hold one another accountable to be faithful in our discipleship of Jesus Christ. We, uh, we purpose to do this in community. So we are a local assembly of believers and we are united around a single statement of purpose. Reminds me of what uh, the psalmist says in Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is when... Brothers dwell in unity. It's, it's like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron. And when I first read that, I said, ah, that sounds like mess. 
Where's the pleasure in having oil running down your head and, and into your beard? Ladies, where's the pleasure in that? And then I realized, you know, they're talking about Aaron, the high priest, and him in his vestments, his priestly garments, when he would be ceremonially bathed and dressed and vested to go up into the tabernacle and through the one time of year that he was allowed to pass through the veil that separated the holy place from the holy of holies, He was carefully bathed and anointed with anointing oil. And he was allowed to pass through that veil and present to uh, God in the representation of the Ark of the Covenant in that holy place, the mercy seat. And he would make intercession and sacrifice for the people there. And he would be dripping with oil. Oil is a picture, an image of the covering of the Holy Spirit. And the psalmist doesn't think about how messy that is. He thinks about the image of what that means to be in that sacred place, prepared and anointed for righteousness, for holiness, for presentation in the most sacred place. And that is the image that the psalmist uses when he says, When brothers and sisters dwell in unity and they're getting along. And I remember that God is a father. And I remember what it was like for my father and my mother whenever their children, of which I was one, were arguing and quarreling and fighting and bickering and teasing one another. And my brothers were punching me and knocking me down and making me cry. And so I would knock my sisters down and make them cry because you got to do something. (laughs) Until my parents were fed up with it. And they would step in and they would send us to our neutral corners. Go to your room and don't come out until you're ready to say, I'm sorry. Have you been there? Parents, you understand how disconcerting it is when your children are not in unity. How much that must bother a loving father who has done so much to bring us from the various places where he finds us and brings us into his house and says, there, now play nice. We are a local assembly of believers. We are united around a church covenant. And we are agreeing, we are agreeing about the major beliefs of the scripture as we have understood them. One of the reasons why we have assembled in this local assembly and not in any one of the dozens of others that are within the same driving distance Maybe you drive past three or four churches on your way to this one. But for some reason, this is the one you come to. And part of the reason is because we have agreed about our major beliefs. In our constitution, we call it 
uh, our articles of faith, our articles of faith. That almost sounds like a pirate covenant. We subscribe to the articles. Arr. But it's true, as we read and study the Bible together, we have come to the same or similar conclusions about the important things, like who is God? And who am I? And how can I be reconciled to God? And what is the basis, what is the grounds for that reconciliation? And how are Jesus' followers supposed to be Because we're reconciled to God, how are we supposed to be reconciled to one another? How are we supposed to go forward together? We have some general points of agreement. Our articles of faith, we agree in our major beliefs. Harmony Baptist Church is working together. This is part of what Nancy was talking about this morning. Part of what we saw in the um, one-minute video showing us snapshots of what happened here on Friday night with our children's Activity. We're working together. We're visible in our community with ministries like Harmony Christian School. Harmony Ministries and Harmony Baptist Church is known in our community in part because of Harmony Christian School. We are known in our community in part because of our food pantry that Nancy talked about this morning. We are known in our community in part because of the missions and the missionaries that we support and participate and cooperate with. We're known in our community nationally and internationally because of our association with those strategic ministry partners that we've made. We are known and visible in our community with our Ignite Youth Ministry. We have kids coming here on Wednesday nights and for our uh, monthly events and activities uh, that don't just attend Harmony Baptist Church. And they don't just attend uh, Harmony Christian School. They come from all over. And we want to encourage that, don't we? We're becoming known for our Kingdom Kids ministry and Vacation Bible School this summer. That's not just for us, right? That's for our community. That's for the children and the families that they come from all over our area. It's an opportunity for us to work together in in home groups and in other ways so that we together are working toward fulfilling the Great Commission. You all have heard about the Great Commission, right? The Great Commission that says we're supposed to be making disciples. We're supposed to be baptizing these disciples in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we're supposed to be teaching these disciples to observe everything Jesus taught us to do. And he says, oh, by the way, I'm watching. When he says, lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age, we, we, we understand that means he's, he's working with us, he's empowering us, he's helping us. He's also watching. Are we being faithful? Are we doing what he has called us to do in this great commission? And also, not only uh, the great commission. 2 Peter 3 and verse 9 says, Listen, the Lord is not slow. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some consider slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, Not 
wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. That's God's wish. That's God's will. He doesn't want anyone to perish, to go into an eternity without God in their existence. God does not want that for anybody. Not for anybody. I'm going to say it one more time, just so that I'm sure you understood. God does not want that for anyone. And if God is not wishing nor willing for anyone to perish and go into an eternity that doesn't have him in it, why in the world should we want anything less? Will you agree with me that we should not be wishing or willing that anyone on our watch should perish? Every time I don't share the gospel with someone, every time I've had an opportunity to talk with someone, the opportunity is right there in front of me and I let it slip away, I have, I have chosen not to give that person the choice. I have chosen not to let that person make their own choice. Oof. When I have that thought, when that thought comes to me, it's like I've been kicked in the gut. I have chosen. When I could have shared with this person. Now, I've shared the gospel with people and they haven't immediately said, Oh, pray with me to receive Christ as Savior. I want to go to heaven. I want the assurance you have. I've, I've shared Christ with people that don't have that reaction. In fact, probably I've shared Christ with more people that don't have that reaction than I have with those people who have said, pray with me right now, I don't want to go to hell. Maybe you have too. If you share the gospel, not everybody you share the gospel with instantly responds the way you want them to, right? But at least, at least they heard. They had the choice to choose. Now, by the grace of God, someone else... Someone else will present that to them again. And someone else, and someone else. Just like the first time I heard about Netflix, I didn't immediately go sign up. But eventually I did. Maybe I'll be the first person to share Christ with somebody. And I planted a seed. Maybe I just took, a, took the plowshare and dug a furrow that someone else will come after me and put a seed in that furrow. And someone else will come after them and, and, and sprinkle some water in it. And someone else will come after them and uh, pull, pull the weeds. And finally, someone else will come after the, all the other people and be the one that God says, it's time for a harvest. Paul, Paul said it best. It doesn't matter. I planted the seed. Apollos watered the seed. But it's God who gives the increase. Amen. So we're working together to fulfill the great commission. And also the great commandment. You all, you all know the great commandment, right? Somebody said, what, somebody said to Jesus, what's the most important? What's the top one of the top ten? 
And Jesus said, you heard, you, you're, you're, you're repeating already. You're ahead of me. Love the Lord your God with everything you got. That's the Ashley paraphrase. Love the Lord of God with everything you got. Don't hold back anything. Put it all out there. Leave nothing on the... What is, what is the saying? Don't leave anything out there on the field. If we really do, then you, you could probably see how that great commission and that great commandment are connected. If we love God the way we want to believe, if we love God the way we want others to believe that we love God, then we have to love God with, with no restraint. And, and to love God with no restraint means we have to love those that God loves. especially the people around us that we find the most difficult to like. Imagine how difficult it must be at times for God to love me. Imagine the times that I've said or done or thought something and God is in heaven rolling his eyes. Come on. Have you learned anything, Dennis? Have you learned anything? You've walked with me this far and you still think that? You still do that? Come on! Let's go! Wouldn't it be cool if every once in a while we heard a voice rumbling from heaven? Let's go! (laughs) But God's love... Directed to me or to you is not defined by me or by you. It is defined by God and who he is. And God's love is without bound. We even sing a song once in a while. It even looks to us sometimes reckless. Still coming to terms with the idea that God's love sometimes could be reckless. As in without purpose. That's not what it means. It means looking at what God has done through my lens. I say, man, that's extravagant. What a waste. That you would waste all of that love on people who don't even know or care or appreciate or respond. But God's love is not defined by me, but by him. God loves because God is love. And if I'm learning anything, one of the things he wants me to be is a person who loves God and loves others the way I love myself. And I can't do that without his help. This Friday, I got to speak to the elementary kids here in chapel about the fruit of the Spirit. I would rather speak to inmates in prison than speak to children. least I feel like they will know my vocabulary. But it was cool. They received me with enthusiasm. And we talked about the fruit of the Spirit being in part love. And the only way I can love is by the Spirit helping me. In the passage in 
Galatians chapter 5, in which the fruit of the Spirit is described, right before, right before the fruit of the Spirit is described in verses 22 and 23, Paul says, now, you've you got to walk by the Spirit, and then you won't do the deeds of the flesh. Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident. And then he gives this ugly list, which I won't repeat right now, because that's not what this message is about. The deeds of the flesh, the things that I do because I'm flesh. And then he says, but the fruit of the Spirit. Have, have you ever walked through a, an apple orchard in the evening, in the cool of the day, and you get sneak up, you sneak up on an apple tree, and you listen closely? It's quiet. And you listen you can even put your ear up to the trunk of that apple tree. Have you ever heard the apple tree grunting in effort? <laughs> apple. <laughs> I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Apple. No, that's not how fruit works. The fruit of the Spirit is produced in us by the effort of the Spirit. Not by the effort of the tree. I just have to give myself over to the Spirit to accomplish what He wants to accomplish in me. And for, for the Spirit to have room to do what the Spirit wants to do in me, I have to get out of the Spirit's way often. He must increase, but I must decrease. See, there it is. And Harmony Baptist Church is a local assembly of believers united around a church covenant, agreeing in major beliefs, working together, fulfill the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, and advancing the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read to you from our document, the Harmony Baptist Church Constitution and Bylaws, last approved by our congregation on June the 5th, 2005. I did my homework. This is what it says, Harmony Baptist Church. Harmony Baptist Church exists to empower disciples of Jesus Christ to respond to God's leading in loving obedience, to nurture relationships, and to share the gospel through sound biblical teaching, preaching, and outreach. That's what we say. This is us. Or, or at the very least, this is who we say we want to be. I want to go back to this idea of unity. We talk a lot about unity. Unity does not mean unison. Unison, musically, is when all the voices that are singing are singing the same notes and the same words in the same rhythm and the same tempo. And if it's done well, it sounds like one single voice. That's unison. 
it has been said, and it's been said often. I, I can't attribute this quote to any one person because it's been said so often. Nobody knows who was the first one to say it. But I'm going to be the next one to say it. If two of us are exactly alike, and we think and do and say exactly the same things in the same way, one of us is unnecessary. Unity does not mean unison. Harmony. Harmony is a more descriptive model of a New Testament church. Let me talk for a minute about what harmony is musically. Now, I'm not a musical expert. There are some people in this room who know much more about this subject than I do. So if you have any questions about that, ask them. Harmony is not unison but it is unity. It's expressed in variety. Harmony is unity, but expressed in variety. And that's what the church is. Harmony is more complex than unison. Harmony means that you add different vocal parts. I was so happy when my voice changed and I could join the bass section. I love when different vocal parts, we heard it this morning, our worship team was demonstrating harmony on the platform this morning. One person or some people are singing the melody and other people are adding different vocal parts that add richness and depth, and make it even more interesting, to me at least. The best harmonies, the best harmonies achieve balance and blend. Balance and blend. Well, it's so interesting to me when I hear a group of people singing, and I cannot discern which person is singing which part? That's so interesting to me. It's not, as I, as I prayed in the uh, pre-worship huddle, it's not Diana Ross and the Supremes. It's not one person leading it, everybody else being the backup vocalists. Harmony is when there is a balance and a blend between everybody who has a part each person giving what they have to make a harmonious whole. That's what Paul meant when he described the body having different parts, but each one important. So, what is Harmony Baptist Church supposed to be doing? I want to read these scriptures. In case you thought, man, he's never going to have any scripture. <laughs> Just in case you might have thought that. Listen to these passages from Acts chapter 2 and from Ephesians chapter 4. Acts chapter 2. This is a description of the first example of the body of Christ, the church. This is what they looked like. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed 
were together and they had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. There's particular reason why that was happening in that particular case. That doesn't mean that that's supposed to be the example that everybody follows in every situation and circumstance. We'll talk about that another time. But they saw that that there were needs and they collectively responded to the needs, each one in the way that they could. Day by day, day by day, they continued with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness. This is where the Baptists really shine, taking their meals together. (laughs) Always glad for that. And they were... Uh, With gladness and with sincerity of heart, they were praising God and they had favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. That's really cool, right? There's another passage, this one in Ephesians chapter 4. And then I'm going to talk about these and then we're going to be almost done. Almost. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints... Equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And uh, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, that's the goal. We all, we all get to the place where we have unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood or womanhood. And uh, to the measure of the stature, the stature of the fullness of Christ, he is the model that we're aspiring to be like. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's that's harmony. That's a New Testament definition of harmony. And when this church was established, harmony is the word that was chosen to distinguish this local assembly from every other local assembly in the region. I think that's pretty cool. This leads me to a very quick summary of the, of the answer to the question, what are we supposed to be doing? And there are six, six, is it five or six things? We're going to find out in a minute. The first thing we're supposed to be doing together is worship. Well, we're pretty good at that. We're really working hard at this worship. Individually and collectively, I hope you're working as hard at the individual worship as you are participating in the collective worship when we come together. Worship. God first. Education comes second. Education, the training and equipping of Jesus' followers, you and me. We have some training that we need. We have some equipping that we need so that we can do what God has set us here to do. Third, there is edification, building one another up. Building one another up as the body of Christ, as the temple of the living God, encouraging one another. Fourth, fellowship, coming around the table, not just to eat food, but coming around the table to share life in common. 
we had time, we could look at scripture that says things like, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, bear one another's burdens, encourage one another, even, even more as you see the day of Christ approaching, fellowship. Fifth, prayer. We're trying to press in on prayer. We're going to have a prayer meeting after church this morning. We're trying to do that after church every Sunday as we, as we gather together. Uh, praying for each other. We get weekly uh, updates as, as requests come to us. Uh, they get shared out through email. Please pray for, please pray for, pre- please pray for. That's not just sharing news. That's not just the Harmony Christian, Harmony Baptist Church's uh, ex- um, version of the National Enquirer. That's, hey, this is going on. We want you to know about it so that you can go to the Lord on behalf of the people who need you. Exercise the priesthood that you have been given and intercede for the one who needs something from God. Prayer. And finally, finally, as if this is the last important thing, evangelism. Now, we could add many things to the list of things that we should be doing. These are just six that uh, came to me as, we, uh, as I considered those scriptures that we were sharing. This is us. Are we doing these things? Do these six things describe us? Are we busy in worship? Are we educating ourselves and one another? Are we edifying, encouraging, building each other up? Are we fellowshipping together? Not just on Sunday morning. Is there body life happening outside of the Sunday morning 1015 to 1175? Are we praying for one another? Are we reaching out to share the life-giving message? We have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves. I want to ask you a question. So I'm bringing this message to a conclusion. Uh, At the end, after I pray, uh, I've chosen a five-minute music video. And I'm going to ask those of you watching online, we're going to... Cut the Facebook live stream in just a minute after I prayed. Because if we try to show this music video over Facebook live, we're going to get cut off anyway. But there will be a link for that in our church's Facebook page. So if you're watching online right now, look for that link and click it right after I finish praying. Those of you in the room, we're going to show it on the screen. Kind of a, kind of a summary of this three-part message. This is us. This is what it means to be Harmony Baptist Church. Will you dream with me? Mo- Monday was, Monday was uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. And I refreshed my memory of his, to me at least, most famous speech. I have a dream. Now, I'm not trying to steal his, his thunder. I'm not trying to imitate the things that he had to say. I'm just simply saying to you, I have a dream too. My dream is a little bit more focused than, than his was. My dream is focused on Harmony Baptist Church. And I want to share my dream with you and maybe, maybe I, will, I will be able to pull you in and you'll dream with me. 
I have a dream that Harmony Baptist Church is going to be, is, and always will be a place where, where I feel at home, where I feel welcome. But not just where I feel at home and where I feel welcome, but I have a dream that whoever walks through those doors and whichever doors they, they walk through, however they find themselves to come in, I have a dream that everyone who enters this place will feel like here's a place they could call home. In fact, I have a dream that this place will be a place where God feels proud to call this home. And that if God sends someone here to his house, the people who are already here will throw the doors open and welcome. If my role is to be a doorkeeper in the house of God, I want to be a faithful doorkeeper and keep the door open so that people can come in and be welcome. I have a dream that this place will always be a place where where generation, generation of families, generations, grandparents, parents, children, and the, the next generation too will come in as the older generation is making room. The younger generation is coming in and there won't be missing generations. There won't be gaps of people. That there will be constantly uh, refreshing, recycling uh, time of new people coming in and learning what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I'm, I have a dream that Harmony Baptist Church will be a place of generational worship and growth. I have a dream that Harmony Baptist Church will be a place where reconciliation happens. Reconciliation between me and God. Reconciliation between me and my brother. Reconciliation between parents and children. Reconciliation between brother and sister. Wherever reconciliation needs to happen, this will be a place that encourages it to happen. I have a dream that this will be a place where reconciled marriages thrive. Where broken hearts can be healed. I have a dream that Harmony Baptist Church will continue to grow to be a place where God is pleased to call his home. Let's pray. This is the place, Heavenly Father, that you have called us together. This is your home. You've invited us to be part of it. And I pray that we will always appreciate what that means. And I pray that we will work together to be the body of Christ. To be a place of welcome. To be a place of healing. To be a place of reconciliation. A place that you can be proud of. I pray that we will each do our part to see that happen for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Please watch.